What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, I'm Bob Dillner, and this is The Skinny. From the Fatheads Eyewear Studios in Speedway, Indiana, this is The Skinny. Brought to you by Toyota, Rhino Classifieds, General Tire, and Dream Giveaway. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Toyota. Welcome to The Skinny. Time to have another great show here. And joining back at the desk and joining me back at the desk is wow. Rico Elmore. Wow. It's been a long time. I'm scared, man. I mean, you've got me jittery over I here. I mean, you've taken my name off the sign. Okay. <laughs> We're no longer wearing headsets, so I can't get any cues on anything. So, yeah, I guess I'm happy to be uh, back. Yeah, so. it's been a couple of months. You've been running around the country with NHRA and gone for, for many days at a time. And we had some dude named Michael filling in for you. Yeah, what a clown. Anyhow. <laughs> He's actually running the board today, so you got to be careful what you say about Done. him. It's, he'll pot you right down. We won't Le- hear a word Levels will be sorted out quick. <laughs> we have a great colleague of mine, good friend of mine as well, that will join us on the show. Mr. Bob Dillner has been in the business for a long, long time and has uh, reached the pinnacle, really, of motorsports racing inside of this country, excluding F1, if you will. Uh, has seen the behind-the-scenes stuff, has been part of Speed 51, and worked very closely with drivers and how to promote them and their careers all along the way. Uh, started off in Long Island, Huntington, Long Island, which I owned a trucking company, a small trucking company in New Jersey, and I used to pick up and deliver cars in the five boroughs in Long Island, so I know exactly where Huntington is, just a little bit short of Comac, uh, about the middle of the island, maybe a little bit short of the middle of the island, but... Uh, uh, 
Beautiful place out there. I mean, it really is. I know New York can get beat up as, as kind of a bad rap from time to time, but uh, and certainly the end of the island, boy, you better have some scratch if you're going to play ball out there. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it was really cool kind of growing up on Long Island because not only was it beautiful and you're close to the water and stuff, but in the, in the racing world, because I was one of those kids, they got picked on all the time for being the racing guy. Hey, are you going to the Yankees game? No. What are you doing? I'm going out to Islip Speedway or Riverhead Raceway or whatever. What's that? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. right. So, I mean, you know, my dad was a race car driver and, you know, uh, he, he taught us, listen, you know, if you get hit, whether it's on the racetrack or off the racetrack, make sure you hit them back twice as hard. Okay, so that, that's how we grew up. The Dillners grew up on Long Island. We were known as the fighting Dillners, you know, from the racetracks right to the ball fields. Wow. So how much difference in age is your brother? I, I th- I'm th- that's awesome, by yeah, the way. He, he's uh, six years difference, and I love it because, you know, he gets pissed off all the time because people say, are you older or is he older? And I'm like, yes, because I'm six years older than he is. And uh, he, he says he's the... Uh, He's the Pontiac Dillner. You know, wider is better. Is according okay. To All right. I, 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 <laughs> I understand. I'm with you on that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I can relate. You totally. Know, we grew up, you know, just our dad was a race car driver, a figure eight race car driver. Oh, wow. So you wonder how my brother and I wound up the way we are. He got hit in the X one too many times. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, we just, he quit early on and we just went to the racetrack and, You'd have one of those orange seat back chairs you'd put into the grandstand. He'd tie his belt around me, give me his old steering wheel from uh, his figure eight, and I would brrr, just pretend I was my favorite race car driver on the racetrack. Oh, that's and awesome. We went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, most weekends, and just went to different racetracks throughout the Northeast. So who, so who, anybody of name that came from out there, any of the tracks that you... Well, I mean, you know, it, it depends on how you look at it. You know, for me, you know, you take a look at my idol's growing up, which was like Charlie Drzombek, you know, charging Charlie, one of the bad, baddest modified drivers ever, Okay, you know, but it, the people that, you know, uh, would relate to these days is like a Steve Park. Okay, you know, sure. You won some cup races. Greg yep. Sachs won the yep. big cup race there at Daytona. So those are the guys, you know, but the Mike Uanitskos and the Fred Harbacks and uh, the uh, Georgie Brunholzel those sort of people. So Oswego is quite north, oh my further gosh. north yeah. of you guys. That's another right? state. Okay. So, you know, that, that's up here. And Long Island, you know, honestly, Long Island's bigger than Rhode Island. Right. We always said we could have been our own state uh, and that New York just adopted us because we acted way different than anybody else in the state. My buddy lives in Lido Beach. Uh, so uh, closer towards Brooklyn or back that direction. And, uh, and, it, it, the first time I ever went out there, I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed. I was like, you're not in, you know, you're definitely not in New York City. You're definitely, and like, as you guys both mentioned, the further you go north, the deeper your pockets better uh, be because it's, uh, you get up to the Hamptons, it is uh, it is quite the difference. So. Yeah. I grew up, you know, in the TV industry when I made that transition, you know, I was in news. So I was this news guy during the week. And then the weekend, I created my own company and did these racing shows for the network. And it's funny because, you know, (laughs) you realize some of the same people you covered during the week were the same people that watched your show and and loved it, you know. So I don't know if you guys remember, um, uh, you know, back in the day, Joey Buttafuoco. Sure. Obviously, him, Mary Jo, Amy Fisher, that whole deal. (laughs) We cover that 
because I was working in the news business right from the get-go. And then Joey gets out of jail, you know, the whole deal. Remember him with the cuffs, you know, raising his hands. But then he shows up at Riverhead Raceway, and we had a show called Long Island Trackside on News 12. And, you know, we'd be like, oh, there's Joey. You know, we covered him during the week, and, you know, interviewed him and all that. And we'd try to walk the other way, and he'd be like, hey, Long Island Trackside. We're like, what's he talking to? You know? <laughs> were, were you still on the island when they had the shooting on the train, or yeah. had, had you already Colin left? Colin Ferguson. Yeah. I actually covered that as a producer. So, um, you know, so many different uh, instances, I, you know, that's kind of like flashback for me uh covering that you know being in the control room and not knowing what's going on and, and sending live crews and finding out bits of information and and not giving folks the wrong information and, and that's really where my background came from you know uh, even while I was in the in the cup series you know I learned a lot from that news side of the thing to be able to know what to say and what not to when Kyle Larson had that truck and you know, or his Xfinity car, I can't remember which one it was back then, you know, and part of it went to the grandstands at Daytona. You know, we were on the air for, I think it was 12 straight hours, giving people updates and saying what we could. We knew some more, but you can't give that information out. So that news background for me certainly helped me out a lot, uh, you know, for, for fun purposes, but also for my career moving forward. Wouldn't it be amazing if people still did that? Yeah, the, the news media has changed so much. I, uh, I it, what if they actually it pisses me off. Honestly. Telling the truth. Yes. That's what I was that talking was, about. That would yeah. be uh, exactly first that. and foremost. Just tell the truth, and then we'll figure out what you can and can't say. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, did you ever? Uh, did you ever drive a race car? Were you yeah. ever a, a driver? Yeah. yeah. Actually, we had no money growing up, uh, so we were just in the grandstands, but. As I started to move along with my career, obviously you start making some money, especially with your, when you're in NASCAR. I mean, you make good money, or you, at least you did back then. A lot of things are changing right now. But, um, yeah, I was able to drive other people's race cars, my own race cars, everything from street stocks to carts to modifieds to late models and, and everything in between dirt and pavement. Um, and I was a guy that grew up around pavement racing, uh, being from Long Island, but every summer we would venture out and go to dirt tracks. So, man, you know, I, I started out on pavement with some of the driving that I did and then finally moved over to dirt and loved dirt so much better. Um, so, you know, I just never had, hell, we had a race shop one time. I had 12 cars in the shop. We were like 30,000 square feet, full-time people, just stupid when you were making the big bucks. I wish I had some of that money back, honestly. Right. You know, because I, I, I can relate to all it, that. Yeah, and I'm sure Stout can't too. The memories are good. They're cool. I mean, listen, you know, I, I remember my brother. <laughs> you mentioned my brother with Lost Speedways and Dan right. Jr. You know, again, the Fighting Dillners. We brought that down from New York. And I remember, you know, I, at that time I, I had like three I super late see models. An Irish, like a clover leaf in the, in the <laughs> yes. Fighting Dillners, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a stupid Legends car race. He's in the B main. But he's leading the B-Man. I'm like, my brother's going to qualify for the feature here at the summer shootout at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And he got put into the wall on the last lap. So oh we had this thing that like, was kind of handed down from my, my dad is when, when the guilty party came in the pits. We, we didn't do what most New Yorkers did, and that was flip people off. You know, We just gave him the Dillner point. And when I pointed, he flipped me off. 
Well, it was like adrenaline. You know, you hit that button and right. gone. Right. All of a sudden, I was on the roof of this legend's car, reaching inside, trying to grab the driver. He's driving through the pit area, and I got called to Humpy Wheeler's office the next week and right. uh, got suspended. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> My son was running a legend's car there, and it was so funny that he had just left uh, Road America. He was running a Continental Tire car there, had qualified on the pole, or qualified outside pole, and ran in the top two or three his in, his entire stint. We left there, went right to Charlotte. He hopped in a Legends car for the first time ever and spun out two or three times, and they asked him on the radio to please leave the track. <laughs> so you, go, you go from leading, you know, at, in, the, in the biggest sports car series in the country to being asked to get off the track at Charlotte yeah. on this little bitty bull ring. But in the driver's meeting, he, we, were, we were both laughing because uh, at one point in the driver's meeting, they tell all the drivers, and you you are not allowed to flip off the flagman anymore. <laughs> wow! So we started laughing. It's just just funny the the different forms of of racing, you right? Know? It's pretty competitive though. The the legend stuff oh my there goodness. at Charlotte. It is. I mean, is that they, kind of where that was where that was founded, if you will? Right. It was. You know, uh, it was definitely a dream for everybody from SMI and Humpy and everyone that started that. I, I personally, I hate legends cars. Yep. Okay, sorry. I hate legends well, cars. Well, you don't I know fit in one, dude. You no, look like I a really monster don't. with your head sticking Yeah, out. actually, Mark Martin saw me drive one once, and he said, you better stick to your day job. Uh, but they're so unlike anything you drive. I mean, and I think to some degree, it's really good to get some of that experience. But, you know, like Jeff Burton, you know, he was talking about his son Harrison. And, you know, what should I do, Bob? Should I go dirt? Should I go pavement? You know, should I do the Legends car racing? And, and I really think that you get in a Legends car and you try it a couple times and you get an acclimation to racing and shifting and this and that. But the pulp push to pass and the rough racing, it really, I think, has some bad tendencies for drivers. So get in, get out, move to something else. And that's what he did with Harrison, moving them to pro late models and super late models at 12 years old. Wow. Uh, so hell, I didn't even think about racing a car until I was 18, you know? Right. We were, um, we figured out pretty quickly that we were not part of the good old boys club when we got down there. And this was uh, a guy had put him in the car for whatever, it's like a huge race at the end of the year. I feel like a million-dollar race. Or They had a, the or, Legends Million yeah, at the so, time. Yeah. So needless to say, everybody is going there. And he, he put Robert in the car to, to try and qualify for the show. But what we figured out was they, they called them practice sessions, first practice session, second practice session. But then they lined the cars up based on the speeds from the practice sessions that were really qualifying sessions is what they were. It ended up being a fast group, and, and the B-Main is really what it ended up being. But we, uh, we learned pretty quickly that the fastest lap times of the day would be run in the first session, which was during the hottest part of the day, including the race. And they did that because that gave them the best starting spot. So they, they knew the tricks that we didn't know. Like, like I say, part of yeah. the good old boys club. Were they cooking tires? I'm not going to say. Who knows what they were doing? But <laughs> those cars were pretty fast on a very hot racetrack. I can tell you that. <laughs> listen, soaking tires is, is part of the game of Legends Car Racing. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've done it in super late models too. But, you know, we used to, even my daughter's Bandolero, okay, a Bandolero car. You're always looking for the edge. And she wasn't great in a Bandolero. She got better with bigger cars. But, you know, we would take different soaks and, you know, put them in the valve stem and, you know, put it on the rotisserie and then 
ooh, it really smells. If you smell it, you're going to, you know, so we put like ground up peppermint in there and the peppermint with the soak would kind of combine. It would actually smell like a tire. So you, you, you learn certain wow. things that you could do. <laughs> Trade secrets here. Yeah. You can't always get the dirt from a racer, but when you bring a broadcaster on who's no longer racing, well, he can certainly talk about what he did in the past. So we'll have some more from Bob Delner in just a moment. Stay with us. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Dream Giveaway. 
Dream Giveaway has been giving away high-end American muscle cars to raise money for charity since 2007. Dream Giveaway is known for giving away classic and new muscle and paying the federal taxes so the winners don't have to. For $25, you can jump in the game, and part of that goes to charity. You'll have a chance at winning some of the coolest cars on the planet. Check it out at dreamgiveaway.com. Welcome back to The Skinny. We have our colleague with us, Bob Dillner, is has joined us, actually has moved to the north side of Indianapolis, so here full-time now, made it very easy to get him down here. Rico Elmore has joined me here once again inside of the studio, and uh, great to have you with us, man. Um, talk to me about the pro- the progression. Maybe the fans don't know that uh, you're no longer part of Speed 51, certainly associated with that for many, many yeah. years and did such great work there, but you've moved to Indianapolis now and full-time at, uh, at Lucas Oil Productions. Uh, in association with Mav TV. Yeah, so it's definitely a big change for me. You know, work with Speed Channel and back in the day, TNN, uh, moved to Speed and Fox, and uh, that went by the wayside after the 2014 season. And uh, thought I, I, I thought my career was done, honestly. And I uh, got a call and uh, started working with the folks from Lucas and Mav TV. And you know, we've now been part of that. You've been part of that family for a real long time. Uh, I've now been for eight years. And and all the while, you know, started Speed 51 back in 2001 and grew that to become the, the biggest short track site in the country and had a lot of fun with that, really helped build events, build some careers, work with some great people. And uh, the RTA organization came along and uh, they acquired it, you know, a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, they have definitely uh, a good visions for that. Um, but at the same time, I felt like I needed a new chapter in my life and had been working with this organization, Mav TV and Lucas Oil, for a long time. So um, had that opportunity to move up here. My wife is from northeast Indiana, so we kind of came back home a little bit for her. Uh, for me, it's like, you know, going back to New York, it's like the winters are cold. So <laughs> Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. You're, you're in luck with your wife being from around here, you yeah. know, to to get that uh, pass to come back. I I haven't put snow tires on a vehicle in like 20 years, and I just bought snow tires for my wife's Telluride (laughs) yesterday. So it's a new world, but I I like challenges, and I I think the vision of what Forrest and Morgan and and everybody wants to do with MAV-TV is really good. There is um, a void, I believe, uh, after Speed Channel went away, became FS1, understood why Fox did it. Uh, They were very strategic in their business affairs, and it worked out for them. But at the same time, when speed went away, man, you know, it it was tough. You know, for you and me as racing fans, it was like, wow, where do we get our stuff? And MAP-TV was there, and they start, you know, continued to grow. And and now, this year, we're really focusing solely on MAP-TV and American motorsports. Um, I know we have a, a lot of international shows on there, too. They're cool. But we're really looking at some of the American motorsports, the, the motorsports we have and the motorsports we don't have yet, and, and looking at that and saying, hey, how can we grow that? Grow it for the, the players that are involved, but grow the network as well and maybe recapture some of the fancy that the old Speed Channel had. And, and I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing. I mean, I remember when, you know, uh, I've, of course, have been a part of the Lucas family for many, many years, and uh, and and honored to be that. I've uh, uh, I don't know that I've had anybody yell at me quite like Forrest, but I deserved <laughs> every bit of it uh, when I started. You know, Fatheads, our business, and uh, and um, you know, he uh, 
he had a vision for what he wanted to do there. And I think it got a little derailed in the beginning, uh, in getting there, which listen, it's all about timing, no matter what, you know, if, if, if it went exactly as planned right out of the gate, it's like Forrest told me one time, he said, he's told me many things, but one of the things he told me was, I'll show you somebody that made their money fast and easy because they won't have it. You know, so if you make a great network fast and easy, then you know what? You don't appreciate it is what he was getting at. It's kind of cool, you know, and I think you hit on a lot of cool points from the standpoint of, you know, we're we're not spring chickens, okay? We ain't old, but we ain't spring chickens. And and back in the day, I used to wait for Speedway Illustrated and Speed Sport News to come to my mailbox, you know, on that Thursday, Friday, whenever it wound up, to find out who did what the week before. Yep. You know, and now everything's changed, you know, with social media, with streaming, this and that, and, you know, it's a balance, and it's hard to figure out what that balance should be. But I think the one cool thing about Mav TV is that while streaming is awesome, and I think it's a, a viable means to entertain people um, and also inform them, I think that you know that linear television is still super important, especially from an advertising perspective, because. You get all the streaming side of things, and to some degree, that's a younger generation. But that live TV, uh, nothing can replace that because that that is you know the the kingpin of what made motorsports. Right, and I mean that's the same thing with the magazine, right? I mean, like what we you know what we talked about was, geez, who who does magazines anymore? And Ken, of course, definitely encouraged me. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I not. subscribe to that thought process. <laughs> Maybe not to do it, but, but uh, I mean the rumor. The rumor mill is you know print was dead; it was going away. But as as it turns out, because it went so dead, it actually has a bit of a surge where you know people still want to hold. I know my wife; she doesn't want to read something electronically. She still wants to hold a paper book. You know, when she reads a book, there's just something to that. And the photography, which uh, Evan Smith does a fabulous job in, in, in our magazine. Uh, but the photography just captures you, and it captures that moment. And you know, you can just sit and look at a look at a really cool picture for you know for a few minutes, and and analyze everything that was going on there. So it for sure has has its place. It does. It, it's difficult right now because everybody's still trying to figure it out. You know what's going to happen with these apps? Who's going to buy what? You know, heck, I was I was a cord cutter, right? And, and I went to you know uh, just everything based off the internet and apps and so forth. Um, that's what we're used to now in our home. But at the same time, it's just kind of evolved where everybody has a Hulu or a YouTube TV or something like that. And you're basically back at the same price point you're of where you again, were. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just weird. And it's, it's weird on how the racing industry has evolved. It's definitely been good, I believe, for the racetracks um, through rights acquisition fees. Um, it's not like it was when I began Speed 51. It, listen, if the rights acquisition fees were, you know, then what they are now, I would have never been able to build Speed 51. We built it on, hey, join me. I'll help build up your event, and and therefore we're going to have some rights to what you do. Right, and I remember that, yeah. which I thought was a genius idea, too, yeah. when you did that. And and now it's changed to, hey, you got $200,000? You, you got a million dollars? You know, what do you have? And I can give you what we have. 
And uh, it's definitely changed the game a little bit. And both, I think, are or all aspects are still needed. Um, but like you said, everything has evolved. And, and this age, I think, is going to be defined in terms of the racing television media industry within the next three years or so. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to dig into some of the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, when it comes to television. Bob is uh, up to speed on all that. And there's a lot of questions that uh, we typically get asked from fans that maybe we can address some of that stuff here and help make the picture a little bit clearer because it can be pretty complicated. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This segment of The Skinny has been brought to you by General Tire. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Rhino Classifieds. Tired of all those ads and random stuff that shows up when you're looking to buy or sell your car parts? Rhino Classifieds was created just for you. Welcome to a streamlined buying and selling app created by racers for racers and race fans. Modified cars, classic cars, race cars, that special big block you need, the trailer to move your baby around the country in. We got you at rhino.co. Welcome back to the skinny here once again. Uh, TV extraordinaire, broadcaster, and behind the scenes producer. Bob Dillner in the house with us, and uh, he really has a lot of knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot of spokes in the wheel whenever it comes to television, and you work closely with the network, and the network has, uh, has their items that they have to tackle. Production has their items they have to tackle. The promoter has their items they have to tackle. The racers are racing. I mean, there's a lot of spokes in that wheel that have to come together. The sponsors, of course, a massive part of that. So give us an idea of where this industry is going, because as we just talked about, I mean, this podcast, uh, iHeartRadio is growing faster than they ever have before. A bunch of podcasts are out there, so they're commanding a little bit of airtime. We have the apps commanding some airtime. We have regular television commanding airtime. It's... It's uh, wild, wild west, if you will. Yeah, it's mass chaos, honestly. You know, and everybody is trying to steal an event from somebody else, and you know, other people are trying to start series and and throwing money out there. And you know, you can throw money out there all you want, but are you going to stick? Are you going to have that you know uh, long-standing feel within the motorsports industry? So it's hard to shake everything down right now. But Rick Schwally, the uh, series director for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, he and I were talking about that, and they just have a fantastic um, series you know with what they do it's definitely the leader in the dirt late model realm uh big money i mean huge and next year is even bigger and better than ever crazy uh, but yet yeah. they have some people like oh i'm gonna go over here i'm gonna cherry pick over here i'm gonna look for a big event over here so what can you do to make things better and, and i think you know to some degree some of these you know startups you know make things appear bigger than they are and I, I think it's it's trying to make sure you have that full package. You know, you have the races, you have the racers, you have the money. Okay, then you concentrate on the show with the promoters. Uh, it, it's definitely you know you're tap dancing all over the place. And social media is so important. You can make things look huge on social media when they're really not. You know, how, how many times do people go, especially the younger generation, say, "Well, how many likes did my picture get?" I say, who gives a junk, you know? Yeah, right. But at the same time, that's kind of what makes the racing world go around right now is, oh, that went viral. Oh, did you see that? What's the latest content that we can put out? And I think to some degree, it's getting a little bit old school, you know, for the Winchester 400. And for the last year and a half, a year and a half I've promoted Winchester Speedway. You know, I had a car that was stripped down, um, uh, you know, a lightweight four, uh, front-wheel drive car, 
and took the engine, the drivetrain, all that sort of stuff out there. And if you remember back in the day, one of the pieces of video that really did well with Bob Jenkins, okay, and Larry Newber um, at Bristol, they rolled the car down the banking at Bristol to show the degree of banking. And they did that on television. I believe it was ESPN. Well, unfortunately, because of Mother Nature, we weren't able to do that Winchester 400 weekend, but still have the car sitting out there. We were going to do something like that and just put it up on social for people to see and go, Hell, I got to go to this racetrack. I got to go to this race. This thing must be way steep. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Because you can tell them what degree, and it doesn't. It right. Doesn't. Oh, it's thirty-seven degree banking. Well, you oh, ended well, up doing what is something that? in the winter, didn't you? Slide down in the snow <laughs> or did. something? I did. You know, and honestly, that started at at like my kids wanted to uh, go uh, sledding, and and there's really not a lot. The one complaint I do have is you know being from North Carolina the last twenty years with a lot of mountains. There's not many mountains around this part of Indiana. Nope. So nope. We, we said, you know what? Let's just go out to the racetrack. And I think we had like a, maybe 18 inches of snow out there on the banking. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's little down. I don't know. You know, so we went out there. And it, no, it's still there on the banking. Uh, so I took my, my son's little plastic sled, went up into the banking. And I said to, to my buddy Robbie, I'm like, hey, let's do a social piece on this and, and try to see what it does. And we should have tried it before we did it. You know, because if we, if we made the run already, it would have been fine. But the problem is it was that fresh powdered snow. Wow. So three quarters of the way down the 37-degree banking, I crashed. So, But it made for good social. I was going to say, that was probably pretty good, <laughs> yeah. though, too. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's the whole thing's an evolution, even the race promotion side of things. You know, I, I think everything got backgate driven you know, and, and promoters and, and series and so forth started looking at things totally the opposite way than, you know, some of the promoters that I looked up to growing up did, you know, and, um, you know, some of the promoters, especially around the old open wheel ranks, you know, you read uh, Dave Argabright and Chris Economaki's book and, and you hear about some of the stories there. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it wasn't completely factual, but it got people to the racetrack, you know. And I, I think we need a little bit more of that. We need less professionalism to some degree and a little bit more flair. And I think we've lost a little bit of that right now. Um, talk to me about the network side of things that, that people don't understand as well. They work off of a different set of numbers. They call them universe so uh, there's a certain number of viewers in that network's universe. So Mav TV will uh, would naturally compete, let's say, with a CBS Sports Network or an NBC Sports Network. Which my understanding is that platform is going to be completely different or going away. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean it's all going to be housed underneath, um, you know, Peacock. Peacock, now. yeah. And that's you know some of the programming is going to USA and so forth, and some of it is just going to be streaming. So you talk about you know a change in the scope of things. You're basically getting rid of a network on NBCSN. You know, that's on most satellite and cable providers and really forcing the streaming side of things. You know, they're definitely um, taking a chance there. Um, but I, I still think it's, it's really difficult to um, base everything right now for the next couple of years as this evolves. I think you need to wait and see where the players shake out. And, you know, listen, Forrest and, and Morgan and everybody, they're committed to American motorsports. 
Um, I don't see anybody else out there within this scope that we love so much that are dedicated like that. Right. So, you know, we honestly owe them a debt of gratitude, but I'm also really intrigued to be part of the process uh, because there's a lot of different players, but to see where it's going to get because I think we have the opportunity to do something really big within motorsports. Yeah, I mean, going back 20 years, and we've said this on this show, I'm sure, I'm sure you've uh, heard it somewhere along the way. I mean, I'm just hard-pressed to think of a company that's done more for grassroots motorsports in the past 20 years than Lucas Oil Products has has done for this industry. And granted, they used that industry to help build their business, but they have stuck with that format throughout, and they, they've never faltered. And, and nor are they faltering now, and again, they're, they're following along the same lines with their network. Yeah, you, you look at Lucas Oil Stadium, where the Colts play, all right? You know, I was with Forrest this past weekend, and he's so proud of that plaza, and he should be. I'm proud of it, not only because of my association with the company, but because, by golly, take a look at the cars. Right. You got Earl Pearson Jr.'s late model. You got Rena Zetter's, you know, off-road truck. You got Bobby Gerhardt's ARCA car. You got, you know, PPL machines and yeah, sprint the, cars. The two fuel and cars. That, yeah, yeah. That, that is really showing people what motorsports is all about. And you're doing it on a different stage, a different platform to where you normally would find out that information. So that, that's really cool. I mean, listen, he, he doesn't have to do this. That you engine know? that's on the on the on oh, the wires, exploded version of the Hemi. I mean, oh yes. my goodness, unbelievable! He told me the whole story. I mean, I've got a great forest story about when when the stadium uh, was almost well. They were getting right open, and and he, uh, I either called him or he called me, and I said, I said, what are you up to? He goes, oh, I'm down at the stadium, and I said, I said, awesome. Well, he goes, why don't you come down here and check it out? Now there there hasn't been one fan in this place, so now I'm getting the the VIP tour by Forrest, which there's no other tour like that other than that him explaining everything. Yes. It's like him at the cattle ranch going through telling you about what this is and what that is, and your head's just spinning like I, I'm lost. But he's absolutely a brilliant man. I mean, it, yeah, but that's another story in itself with the with noticing sick cattle or if there isn't one in one place i'm like and every different kind of tree on the planet oh (laughs) yeah different mushrooms planted there's not much he doesn't know but back to the stadium so he says he says come down and he's uh he's he's standing there we're now we're up to the to the suite and he's showing me the bar and you know it's very cool very very cool and uh he says he's he's just standing there looking at something and he shows it to me, and he says, "You believe this?" And he shows shows me the piece of paper. It's how much they charge you for a six pack of cokes. <laughs> and I go, "You're right, you know." And I mean, but that's that's him. Although he spends the money to promote these things, he is a very frugal man and watches every step of the way. And that's what's made him unbelievably successful, and the company. And Morgan carrying it on the way Morgan's doing things. I, I text Morgan as soon as it was announced, uh, and I just told him I said I'm proud of you, dude. And I mean, I, you know, I, Morgan's uh, younger than I am, but uh, there were very few people that got invited to the wedding that got to go back to the house after the wedding, and I was I was blessed to be one of them, and and many other great experiences with that family, and 
and uh, it was just it, it's just awesome to see because I think there was a level of uncertainty at one point, kind of how it was going to move, uh, you know. And this was way back, so not anytime soon. But you know, what was the next steps with the company and? And, uh, you know, Morgan with Katie and Katie, Katie's, uh, uh, mindset. And I mean, it's just, they were, they've put together a super team and you coming in, I was, you know, I was like, well, what happened to speed 51? I mean, like I was of course, completely confused. And I kind of knew a little bit that you were doing some stuff, you know, kind of in the background and, and doing some other things, but, it, uh, definitely a huge part that will help build i mean you've built it from the ground up before okay they're not on the ground by any stretch but you've built it from the ground up you know what people are wanting to watch what people are wanting to see and listen i mean why did srx do so well srx did so well because tony and them put together a saturday night racing it was great racing it was, it was, you were in, you were out, you could sit there for, you know, whatever it was, 90 minutes, uh, or, or 60 minutes, whatever it was. And you got it and you got to see good racing. And you were talking about the Lucas oil dirt late model series. Listen, they've been going back and forth with the world of outlaws forever. World of outlaws, great series, good group have had their handful of challenges along the way, like most of us in, in business. But at the end of the day, you know, if you want the outlaw, the, the wing sprints to come, you're going to have to take one of these shows. Well, Lucas doesn't have that luxury. We've got a great product and I don't know how it is now. I just kind of know from back in the past, that's how a lot of that worked. But you know, the great part of it is, is Lucas says, this is the product we have. We're going to bring these racers and this is going to be a good show. And it is a good show. So that's that's the cool, I mean, the nice part of it. You got some good material. And what I like, honestly, is the fact that, you know, you know, Morgan's doing a great job and Katie is just so smart in, in everything that she does. But Forrest is still involved. He'll pop in oh, at yeah. meetings and, you know, what do you got this week? You know, and, and you know, we'll tell him we got this and that. And, and he's as attracted you know, to the smaller stuff as he is to the big stuff. Like a couple of weeks ago, he was like, what do you got this week? And we went through ARCA and late model and you got OTE Lucas oil on the edge. And he's like, Oh, where's on the edge and Jamaica, Virginia, Virginia motor speedway. We got mud box. Oh, I love mud box. OTE is a yes. huge deal to him, man. Yes. Always has been. Yeah. So, I mean, Ken, you were involved with that from the beginning. and I voiceovered some of the numbers on yeah, that way it, back. It, it's, it's really neat to, to see how everything has progressed and to, to get a broader scope of, of things that we're doing and honestly the people involved and so forth as well. So I'm just really amped up for it. Um, I, I love the future and I know sometimes that might be boring talk, but you know, when we talk about Forrest, that passion for the whole company, uh, including the motorsports realm is key to that success. Hey man, we want to thank you for taking the time to come down here um, and, and, and take and, a look at the studio and, and, and real quick, it can't be done without Jen. Oh, she's been yes. around a long, long time, <laughs> and I have given her more headaches. Well, he mentioned on the edge, so that show was created by Steve Grind, myself, and Jen was part of that process. Right, so, I remember. So those three people created that show, and it it did so well. Uh, when whenever we initially went out to Corona 
and met with Forrest and, and Bob Patterson at the time, and they said they wanted to be title sponsor for it, and it was going on speed. And uh, I remember in subsequent years after that, and, and at the time, that's what Forrest, Forrest wanted his Saturday night short track racing. He wanted to go back to when he was a kid, watch figure eight racing, trailer right. racing, those gimmick races that are so much fun. There's no thinking. You just sit there and you enjoy yourself, you know? And, and he the trailer won. racing where you're like, there's no way he can make another lap. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy's yeah. dragging it around on the <laughs> axles he wanted to trying bring to that get back. it done. And, and I heard the guys in, in, uh, at the cup races on a Saturday night would be standing there watching. It was a quick 30-minute show. So they would be standing there watching it. And right. we would lead into some big races. Well, there, were no short, there was no shortage of, of months and weeks where we were top five on the network in terms of rating. And there was one time, I think we were second or third uh, in the ratings. I mean, the thing right. absolutely killed it. Yeah. And it was, it was cool to be part of it. You know, and, and that is what's really neat. I mean, we could sit here and talk you know, on and on about a bunch of different things. But, um, you know, watching some of those cup people, all right, when you went in the garage area and they said, oh, man, that, that, that Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, uh, that man, that is cool. You know, how about Davenport? He's having a heck of a year. Or they see the on, on the edge stuff from Anderson or Rockford or whatever. Oh, right. my gosh, the carnage from that. Those guys, the Kevin Harvick's, the Jimmy Johnson's of the world, were watching that stuff. And, and that's when you knew, man, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and you mentioned Jan. I mean, she is so sharp. Yeah. Uh, she's on point. She knows what she's doing. She's got a great vision, and I work with her every single day. So um, she's one of those, you know, um, she she's one of our leaders for sure. But I, I really believe what she does in the motorsports industry, honestly, uh, she's one of those visionaries in regards to what she's been able to do from where she's come, from you guys working she's back together sister, back in the day. my little sister. We <laughs> piss and moan and groan at each other like brother and sister. We've been working together for near 20 years. But She would yeah. be at an event, and we would be, I would totally not be any help. Well, yeah. she, because, she would, you know, we would usually be partying, and they're trying to work a show. And <laughs> She would make us toe the line. I mean, there was just yes. never a time she knew what she wanted from the show. or she, If we said something wrong or made a mistake, boom, stop, do it again. And, and she cared about the show, you know, which em- demanded immediate respect from us. It's like, she, you know, she cares. She's, right. she's part of the people that really care and want this to be a good product. And so I've always really respected her for that. And you're right. I mean, she's extremely switched on. So... Uh, she's a she's a great addition to the team, and uh, yeah, I've been with her for for many many years, so it's it's been a good run for sure. Hey, this, this was a lot of fun here today. I mean, we didn't even get to the stories of me getting you know my my credentials and my suspended from NASCAR and stuff. So I appreciate it. See, right? Oh, oh, we could have gone down that road, and we would all love to hear the story. So you'll have to be back. We didn't even ask you what your ugliest car was or what you dipped chicken nuggets in or any of that stuff either. So there's a lot of stuff there, but and that's what happens. It goes by so quickly. Yeah. So him, Michael's been yelling at me for ten minutes to close the show up. So it's all good. But thanks for taking the time, man. I know you're just. A, a little bit north, but I also know how busy you are, so it's cool for you to come down here, take a look at the studio, and uh, sit down and have a little bit of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to just chat. You know, right. so many times there's interviews and what we do, and um, you know, you guys have a really cool thing going with a lot of the guests that you've had on here, so I'm definitely a big fan of the skinny. So now you know a little bit of behind the scenes stuff on Bob Dillner. You see him on camera every now and again, but know that he is heavily involved behind the camera as well. Hope you learned a little something here, and now you know the skinny on Mr. Bob Dillner. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being with us here on the skinny. 
This episode has been brought to you by Toyota, Rhino Classifieds, Dream Giveaway, and General Tire. For the latest in sunglasses, optical frames, accessories, and apparel, be sure to check out BadHeads.com. That's BadHeads with a Z. Production facilities provided by Fatheads Eyewear Studios. All rights reserved. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.